Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. This is episode 88. Ooh, the 88s. We're recording this on President's Day. Happy President's Day. Coming to you August 8th, 2008. (laughs) This one was recorded way in the past. We've been saving it for a while. Where Mm -hmm. were you guys in 2008? Uh, Right here recording this podcast. (laughs) Oh, Oh, crap. I already ruined the premise. I'm not good at improv. I should just say that up front. Um, 2008? 2008, I was working on my... Or I was about to start my master's. Hmm. Same with me. I just started grad school. I started actually. I was and going I to start my, first, my master's. My first kid was born a couple months before August of 2000. Actually, one month before. So I had a new wow. I was getting ready to move to San Jose, and then I we didn't move to San Jose. Hmm. Oh, you're gonna move to you're gonna move to NorCal. I was gonna move to San Jose, <laughs> Mid Cal, San Cal, San Cal, San Cal. Yes, yeah. That's that guy from Cool Runnings, right? San Cal, San Cal. <laughs> oh man, Winter Olympics. San Cal. Um, cool Runnings. What were you, Phil? Are still good, in two thousand eight. Right? In two thousand eight, I think I had, um, I had only been in Hoseville for. A year, so I was still trying to. Um, I was recently married, and um, trying to make sense of my tattered college units and uh, get something resembling a direction with them, so uh-huh. I could transfer to Sac State, which didn't happen for a couple years. <laughs> hmm. Oh, you were still you were finishing your bachelor's. Uh, oh, I was, I was, I was. Some could say I was starting my bachelor's. <laughs> but you had like a bunch. You were just riding of, alongside had, your bachelor's. <laughs> but you had a bunch yes. of credits built up. So you I had, I had a million credits. Like you weren't that starting were all over the from place. scratch. All over the place that yeah. made no sense. And uh, so I, so when I moved up here and I talked to a counselor, they're they're like, okay, if you want to be an English teacher, these are all the classes that you still need to take before you could, uh, before you can transfer to Sac State. So, yeah, yeah. And because I was working full-time, it, you know, I was, like, chipping away in at night classes. It took me another couple years before I transferred to Sac State. <clears throat> so I was definitely at, uh, oh, geez, what is it called? You're like a cautionary tale for, for I, higher education. <laughs> dude, I absolutely am. <laughs> I, I absolutely, like, I'm, there is so much I am about too. I am There's, for finishing a master's degree. I'm a cautionary tale for that. Except you finished though, so is it? I know, but I cautionary. It, it took me two years between defending my thesis and graduating, which is not a great sign. I mean, yeah, but it's. I realize it sounds like, yeah, I did graduate, so. It's it's kind of like saying I have that going for me. Hey, I'm a cautionary tale, and in. in 
in that I was the last one to finish this marathon. And people go, <laughs> whoa, you finished a marathon? And you're like, yeah, but I was last place. No. Okay, but people, nobody... People where I live would be like, oh, what was your time? <laughs> a big deal. I did a 50-miler. Dude, screw so those Phil, people. Let's talk about... Let's talk about... Well, first of all, you were asking me. I did this... We played a gig, and we were talking about it. I played a gig a couple weeks ago at a bar, and we're not exactly the ideal... Bar Did I talk band. about my open mic yet? We could talk about that too. We'll all oh, talk about right. our live experience. Yes, good. Before well, we do that, let's thank our sponsors, Sinusoid. Thank you for sponsoring us. Gabrielle, we're going to go Mario, behind the curtain. A thank bit you for here. sponsoring us. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. It can't just be Aaron. We each have to say thank you to Sinusoid. Sinusoid, thank you for <laughs> sponsoring you, us. Yeah. Cole? Thank Cole? you, Sinusoid. Okay. Guys, I fudged up. Oh, I fixed it. Gabrielle, <laughs> Gabrielle, thank you for sponsoring us. Gracias, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. <laughs> Muchas gracias. Te amo. I, I, <laughs> mu, I muy feel gracias. like I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to make jokes like that because I know Gabrielle, and we talk about stuff like that a lot. But then to everyone just listening to the episode, yeah, I know like, it doesn't. It's not a good look. Kind of a, <laughs> it's not a great look. <laughs> it's fine for me because I'm yeah, it's Mexican. Fine. Yeah, it's okay. But but Aaron, the the it's the optics. I'm a mino. I'm a mino. It's it's the optics of it. And in a podcast, there are Whatever, no. Dude, optics. I'm like I'm like 0.5% Native American. I'm one percent black. Less. No, your dad is. You need to do your. Own. No, my he is he is two percent. That's not how it works, uh, Phil. It doesn't just you don't just get half am, from one and half from the other. I am half of my dad. Then why do people call somebody a half breed? If they are half of something, that's why brothers and sisters don't all look exactly the same. Are you saying that ignorant that that racial slurs are not always based in fact? Correct. Yeah, that's like in Harry Potter. Like someone being a half blood, they might be like ninety eight percent witch, and they just you know or wizard. Did you guys see see that video of the one percent or of one hundred percent Muggle? Did you guys see the video of those kids playing the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit in their? like school class yeah, dude and the guy no. switching the amp so the funniest part about that is they they took out libido and exchanged it they put in like burrito sounds like a burrito or something <laughs> yeah instead but they left in mulatto yeah <laughs> like, which is like that's, that's like a way good. worse word for kids to be singing i think i've told this no, that <laughs> might be too i'm sure the teacher like doesn't know what that means or something but i'm like come on one of guys, my really so the only reason I knew what the word mulatto meant was we had to do, uh, <clears throat> I think I've told this story before, but we had to do this thing in one of my classes in high school where we came in and played a song just like from the CD. And then it had some vocab words in it. Like we had to uh, find a song that had like lesser known words and then tell what okay. they were. And there's the seven Mary three song that has, that says mulatto in it. And so that's what? that was one of the words I chose. It was it's not like a in a derogatory way. Um but it is like a very outdated it's not like an offensive word, but it's like a very outdated yeah. word, you know. To the point like that if you use it It's kind of sense, offensive, it but displays, like it's kinda, uh, it's, it at it's least displays how offensive. ignorant you are. I think it's only not offensive because it's so uncommon that people don't really know it. But like But it just means hmm. like biracial. But it means specifically like half 
one black part, parent partly white bl- parent. yeah partly black right yeah 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 but it's not yeah. it's not like inherently derogatory necessarily it's just it's just not used i mean i mean it comes from a time when being when saying someone had any black was was effectively derogatory yeah in probably so, so it, <laughs> i mean right, clearly, the fact that clearly there needs I'm to be a word the authority right. in this because <laughs> one of one of my best friends uh when i first met her that like it came up that she was biracial and I used that word and she was like, uh, <laughs> people don't really, she just laughed, but she was like, people wait don't a really second. Use that word. <laughs> I'm looking on dictionary.com, which is the definitive. And apparently it's not moo. It's mew. It's mulatto. Yeah. I did not know that, but here's another thing. Everyone says and that evolves into mute. And then it says right underneath it, it says dated offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Aaron. Well, seven the, Mary uh, three, seven Mary three said it mulatto and they are the definitive source. Well, so did, the yeah. so did um, Nirvana. So Kurt Cobain. Kurt um, Cobain. Cobain. Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Have I told Guys, this story on the podcast? If you, think, when... if you don't like Jack Black, just get out of here, you know? <laughs> Oh, like, guys, really quick. Remember we talked about Metallica being the new, or sorry, Radiohead being the new Metallica a while yeah. back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so one of our newer one of our newer listeners messaged me the other day, yesterday, and told me that um, they were working in the marketing place that was like pushing Radiohead's new album. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And they're, Please go on. They were telling me that it, it's like common practice, obviously, like for people who work there to like get free copies, whatever. <laughs> But Tom York insisted that everybody who worked there pay full retail. Oh, my what? gosh. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? Yes. That is bonkers. <laughs> it's like, just if if for nothing else than the fact that, like, by definition, Tom York is infinitely more wealthy than any individual at that place. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, exactly. Right. right. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I want you all to buy this album, and I want you all to pay full retail. Right. Especially because nowadays, like, it's so common to like give away to like com- give comp ver- you know copies yeah. of, of your music, you know, because it's so yeah. I don't know, like, it, it's like so easily obtained in other ways. Anyways, That's I think I'd be like, like if I was working there, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm sorry, there must be some confusion. I I'm ins- I insist that everyone who wants this album pay for it." Yeah, like, we did. Oh, Every, okay. Everyone well, who wanted it did pay for it. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go download it for free. So uh, I'll be right back on the company. Wonder, on the company internet here. Like, yeah. it's it's really easy to look at famous people. Like, it's it's common for famous people to become like narcissistic and everything. But I wonder if it's just like if you had only ever been told yes your whole life. If you know, if you if you became famous at a young age, or like someone like Trump, who's been rich his whole life, um, like maybe we would all be, maybe the majority of us would turn into just narcissistic a holes. Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, like w- those, like uh, Kanye, you know, right? I love but Kanye, I mean, it's I, I'm sure it happens in like in different directions and not as different a person, degrees. Though. You but don't like, love Kanye as a person, you love him as a musician, right? Well, I love him as a person, like as a cultural thing to look yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. Not as like an individual personality. <laughs> not, not like he seems fun to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that, if my friend acted the way that Kanye acts, I would not enjoy that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but like the those those stories of Prince, and I know we've talked about it here before, but like Kevin Smith talking about meeting Prince and interacting with Prince, yeah. he's not like he's not really an asshole. I mean, he is like you said, if he was like our friend or whatever. But like his behavior is so bizarre, and and it it is yeah. just over decades of always like, being told yes. Exactly. It's because they're just, literally like, like not a part of nobody the real just world. being like dude, like chill out. That's not a good idea. Know? Right. Exactly. That's so relax. Weird. That's a weird thing. <laughs> but it's like I I I'm going to have microphones in every room it's of my house like the whole, recording all like the time. Like the whole economy of personality and friendship gets thrown out of whack because like yes. if yes. I were to act like that, nobody would want to hang out with me. So it's like, okay, so Right. If I want at least some people to hang out with me, I at least have to be somewhat normal and reasonable and empathetic <laughs> yes, it, and stuff. But you're it's right. like he could be the absolute worst person in the world and people would still want to hang out with him because he's Prince, you know? Well, you're, right. you're right. The it, the economy of friendship is actually a really good way to put it because the, the supply and demand right. yeah. is like, it's, completely it's totally out of whack. He's got, he's got all it's, the supply. <laughs> yes. It, an infinite supply with, with yeah. infinite demand and everyone knows it. So it's like when... If you have the thought of, man, Prince is being such a jerk right now. If I yeah. tell him it's he's like a there's jerk, hundred other people in line waiting to yes. take your spot as his friend. All these people know. want to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can't say anything because which is I, even more. That's why it's even more like impressive when you see somebody like uh, this. Probably isn't the best example, but like LeBron James uh, seems to be like a, a very well-adjusted person, and like he's. You know what I'm saying? Like, he seems like he's pretty self-aware. Right. And, like, he's a nice guy and everything, even though at a very young age, he was, you know, he was on, like, a Wheaties box when he was a teenager and stuff like that. So yeah, or he like, was in that or like Charlie Sheen competition <clears throat> thing in high school. Yeah, like Charlie Sheen. He's super well-adjusted. Just yeah. a nice guy, you know? Yeah, Chuck Sheen's got it going on. So right. like Macaulay Culkin. So this so episode Albie, is Albie sent us this whole sponsored by list of nonsense that we're supposed to read, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like. He acts his like attitude, he acts like we're like normal, like a normal <laughs> group of people who are just going to read sponsorship material. Is this you on the doc? Him, he messaged. Anyway, so like, the first hey thing guys, on the list is uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell he was like hesitant. It's like so. Uh, hey yeah. guys, uh, I was just thinking maybe you know if it's not too much to ask. And then yeah. We well, now that we've all met him in person, like our relative stature physically is, has now become part of the relationship. Especially you two. <laughs> there's no need. There's no need to. There's no need to name call. To bring Hyde into this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is, what, Heidi? <laughs> it is what it is. He's a. He's a. He's, he's a, a short man. Small man. But so one thing. One. What did he, one what did thing he say? That I do want to mention that that he talks about. So. You know, the majority of stuff that you buy from Sinusoid is from their custom shop and you customize it and everything. Uh-huh. But, but every week they have like a pre-made cable, kind of like how they did oh, with yeah. the, the cable for the for Hurricane Harvey. The Houston giving cable. Exactly. Um, and it's just like a the, so they call it the flex special of the week. So it's just and I'm guessing it always has. Uh, tech flex. It, he says it has interesting tech flex combinations. So the one I think um, the last one they did was price. like was the one that they had done for who they did it for some cable company that, and then they ended up liking it. So it was like the, the tan or I forget what it's called. Mauve, not mauve. What's the other word for tan? Like tan. Beige. Uh, 
yeah beige. beige so it's like beige on black which sounds like really skin, awful like skin color but it looks it ends up looking really cool so that was the one last week and then yeah they do fun stuff different things i'm glad week. you just glossed over that yeah, yeah. Beige on, maybe they shouldn't call it beige on black <laughs> beige on beige on black anyway yeah, so, check so that it's out, cool because you get to like it's things that you might not think about putting together and then you get to kind of see what they look like and they sell them for cheap yeah because i'm always surprised like you i most of the cables i get are black with red tech flex um partially because like if i go anywhere it's just easy to know which cables are mine but, uh-huh. but you have a few cables that are red cable with black tech flex and they I do and they look really cool phil That's, has one too yeah I, I, i've got a couple of those that I are, couldn't really I made, picture into head what it would look like until I saw it, but that's kind of the yeah, like it looks hard really to, fun. It's hard to know exactly sometimes what they look like. So yeah, it's fun to have the pre-made ones. So it's cool to see, and they're discounted versus if you had just built them in the in the custom shop. So, so if you're looking for a cable and you don't know what you want, then just check there like every Tuesday until something cool comes up, yeah. or at least get an idea. That's a good idea, Aaron. Excellent, or Albert, Alby, we done did it, son. <laughs> Yeah, so get off her back. Yeah. Jack. Albert, now we're going to move on and not talk about what you wanted us to talk about. <laughs> Is that all right? That's all he wanted us to talk about. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He didn't want us to. He didn't have like a whole script for the entire episode. So we got a lot of good stuff planned for this episode. We want to talk about some uh, things. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about our pedal boards. Ooh. Um, Phil's got a story about his show the other night cole's got a story about his show the other night i can tell you a little bit about my show the other night <laughs> um it's a show then we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about gear, gear culture shibboleths <laughs> and um maybe some limited release gear is it worth it is it worthless you let decide. me work it <laughs> oh <laughs> that's not the direction you were going is it worth it let me work it put that thing down flip it flip and reverse it, it. And reverse it yeah right okay <laughs> Let's start with the with the stories. I want to hear your story about last Saturday night. Okay. So, uh, first off, many moons ago, I purchased <laughs> I I purchased a um, what I uh, lovingly refer to as my my Britney Spears mic. It's one of those headset mm. mics um, on eBay for like thirty five bucks because it like didn't a telecom have, a telecom mic. Well. No, because it's like it looks like it's, it's XLR. Yes, it's XLR, okay. and it, it it definitely doesn't look like it. It's built for like Telling phone calls. Me. Yeah, sure. it's it's built for the stage, man. Okay. <laughs> so, so I I bought it hoping this is you know obviously this was before we moved into a a normal home, and I was thinking oh I could use this for podcasting. No, nope. because. Um, but it didn't, it didn't sound very good in recording, um, you know, up close or whatever, but I took it to the show the other night and used it it at the coffee shop and it sounded really good in a, you know, in a big open room in the right context. Um, and, uh, I'm going to say the, the mic was a hit, um, so paint Being, a picture for us. How big is this stage? There's no stage. Oh. It's just oh, a corner of a coffee Weird. shop. Okay. So that's 
It's a corner of a coffee shop. And um, but it's a huge, it's like the size of a like an auditorium type thing. Oh, it's it's massive. It's like I would say like the size of maybe two normal size classrooms. That's, and there's probably like four, five hundred people there. I was like, uh, there's probably like twenty people, maybe thirty, wow. 30 people. Okay. Bigger and they're all screaming, more, they're like that's way more than we're at my show, to be fair. So they're all whisper screaming. Well, that's just yeah. the coffee machines making. That <laughs> yeah, 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 that's exactly. just the that's steam one. The milk f- frother. That's the sound the milk frother makes. But it was it was making. <laughs> but the thing is, it was making that sound for me. Yeah, is the thing. So yeah, <laughs> Aaron's his you own got, you got it. artist. For those, you got it hot and steamy. <laughs> who's who's that guy from uh, Police Academy? <laughs> I don't know his name. Oh crap! <laughs> police academy guy. Police academy guy. Yeah. There's the well, police academy balls too. Yes, the bleeps, balls. the sweeps, <laughs> and the creeps. <laughs> what in the what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, so anyway, Michael Winslow. Michael, Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. I do so, um, that. <clears throat> so a friend of mine was sort of doing sound for us, and I pulled out the mic, and he started laughing, and he goes, "Are you, are you really going to use that?" And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "For the whole set." Or is it like for one, like, are you just doing one Britney Spears song? And I go, no, no, no. I want to use it for the whole set. Um, and, uh, and he's like, okay, do you want me to take the other, the mic down? And I go, no, let's leave it just for effect. So there's a what? mic stand. <laughs> there's an, a mic stand that was in front of me with that was muted with a Yeah. With a mic on it and it was muted. <laughs> and then I had the headset on <laughs> and I kept wild. just instinctively moving up to it because I thought like, yeah, you know, my brain was that's telling me that I had to, right. Yeah. The normal so, part of my so brain. Dumb. <laughs> it, it, oh, to- I love it. <laughs> it totally made me want to get a wireless like thing to be able to just kind of wander around the coffee shop. Oh, for your, yeah, so, sure yeah, that would go part. well. You could be like, right. so I went to this Mexican restaurant the other day and there was like a live mariachi band and they were, you know, wandering around. You could be like that, <laughs> yeah. And I thought, just walk up, what to, a great walk up to a table, <laughs> but everyone else can still there, hear like, you too. Eating a meal, it's just like a guy by himself <laughs> drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. And I'm leaving. Most of them are studying. Most of them are like <laughs> trying to do homework or whatever. Um, right. So uh, yeah, I so love yeah. that. I love that you've taken like the coffee shop gig, which is the main goal of it is to like be as inauspicious as possible. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, just totally it. trying to make it as much of a spectacle as you can. Yeah. Yes, exactly. To be as so posing as and, possible. So, so a buddy of mine came, and he brought a friend. And then afterwards, we were getting a drink, and the friend was <laughs> he was saying to me, he goes, "So, can I ask you some questions about about tonight's performance?" And I was like, <laughs> "Sure." And he goes, "Okay, so one, the volume of the of the PA, like it was very loud, and." <laughs> And he said, when at, at points I was like, I was like, oh, the first, my first thought was this is way too loud for a coffee shop. And then it occurred to me that this might be a conscious choice from this guy. <laughs> and he goes, was it? And I go, uh, no. <laughs> he just Wait, you're not running the PA though, are you? No, there was somebody else. And he, he didn't know that say. though. He, but he yeah, just, yeah, he was like the, the whole vibe of everything that we were doing. He was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, 
it seems like this is what they would choose to do. Like, like right. everything I'm going to force you to listen to me. So why, yes. why wouldn't your sound level be ridiculous too? Right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> at one point, at one point I'm playing and I go, okay, everybody close your eyes. Come on, everybody. And I'm like looking around. I'm like pointing at people. I'm like, you, your eyes are still open. Close your eyes. You oh close your eyes. And then some guy you. walks in. <laughs> like, I know. I would you're just the worst. off if you did that. <laughs> Some guy walks. This in. is like you're like Prince right now. <laughs> yeah. So some guy walks in from outside, and he's this older gentleman. And I go, "Sir, please close your eyes." And he's like, he has to walk like twenty feet to the to the place where he orders this drink. And he's walking, and I go, "Sir, please close your eyes." And he just ignores me and keeps walking. Obviously. And then I look, and then I looked at everybody else, and I go, "I don't think he's going to do it." <laughs> and that's like the whole. This sounds like the I, worst thing in the world, Phil. I try. So that's kind of the point. And then I, I was like, I was saying to this guy, <laughs> I was saying to this guy who, who's telling me, he was talking about the volume and everything. And I said, I, I would really like to start playing at bars. And he goes, I don't think you could. And I go, I, and, and he goes, he goes, there was a guy at the bar we were playing, we were sitting at, and he's like, you sing as well as this guy and you play as well as this guy, but this guy's doing 90% songs that, in the first five seconds, everybody recognizes the song. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and you don't do that. And you seem to like consciously refuse to do that. Yeah. And, and I said, everything You're sabotaging yourself. Right. And he, I, I said, everything we're doing is about the joke. And he goes, he goes, yes, I know. I get that. And I'm saying that most bars, they, they will not tolerate yeah. that. They won't they like want it. A joke. No one wants a joke. And then I said, yeah. well, because people in the bar are not going to close their eyes for you. <laughs> and then I got yeah, really excited. I don't, I don't think up. you can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got really excited and I said, um, you know, I'd really love to be able to say that we have been, we have not been asked back to every single bar in Roseville. Like that would be a badge of honor that I would love to have and to like play at every bar and then have them say, please don't ever come You're back. You're like a local music terrorist. <laughs> yes. 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 See, you, you guys are acting have gotten like... so happy when I said that. No, I... I okay. But that is, what, that is what it is. Yeah. Because I you mean, don't... You hate music. You don't care about music at all. I, I, I love music, but I you love jokes. But you, know, you hate you local music. You hate... And you think no. local musicians are a joke. Yes. Okay. The guy was literally playing Closing Time in the bar we were at. He was playing closing time. Phil, he's living. Just, just let dream. that sink in. Yeah. And yet people would rather listen to that than to yours. How does that? I'm not people were I full not of joy. That. People were full of mirth. They were full having a good pith. time. They were full of pith, pith. and mirth and vinegar. Vinegar. They were fully pithed, <laughs> fully mirthed, Completely immersed in their pith. <laughs> what would be great is if the old guy just like full volume was just like "f you." Yeah, that's what I would do. It, it really Go immerse awesome. yourself in pith. <laughs> that it would have been amazing. not having it. I would have gotten my coffee and thrown it at you. Okay, yeah, so here, honestly. here I will, I will into tell you your guys sound this. hole. I would have stuffed it in your sound hole. <laughs> yeah, shove it up your sound hole. Here, here's what ha- has happened at every single time we've played. There are people that come specifically because they know us and they're like, 
they want to see us play, right? Yeah. Well, they feel obligated to. It's a part, you know. No, because they could just you. not. No, because we have lots of friends that don't come. If There's plenty of people that do not come. But every time, every single time. There are plenty of people who don't come to your show. Yes, there are clearly there are, there are always people that don't come. Goes but billi- there are billions of people yes. who are not going. Yes. There's like a billion people in China who don't go to your show. Yeah, right, right. Um, but every time there are people in the room who had no idea who we are, they just happen to be there, right? And it's always divided in half of like they we either win them over and they're like super into it. Or I they're question, like, I question your number there saying that it's divided in half. I have a feeling it might not quite be half. Okay, let me let me get more specific here. Of the two random people <laughs> okay. Saturday night, one person got up and left after two songs. The other person put away his book and leaned forward with his eyes wide for the entire set. <laughs> And everyone else was, you knew everyone else? Yes. Me or the other act. Okay. So the other, the fans of the other act probably didn't like you. I, I don't know if they did or not. I mean, not necessarily. I don't mean to say that they didn't like you, but you don't have numbers for that. I don't have numbers for my okay. my friends, bands, fans. All right. I, I could track those down though. Well, let's, let's just say this. You have a fan. You earned a fan. And that's good. I, what I'm saying is each each time we play, no, I hear you. Our fan base grows by one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, this time it was by one. Yes. It's good. That's what is I'm saying. Some, is it sometimes less than one? So, like Cole, you can call me like a terrorist. Brian McKnight but... said it started at one. Um, <laughs> let me tell you this, Phil. One, every time every time ISIS has a propaganda, <laughs> their numbers grow. Every time ISIS does a marketing campaign, their numbers grow. So, yeah, if the shoe fits. So what I'm saying is they're quit. doing some, they're doing something right. Yeah, they're your musical ISIS. We've got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> musical ISIS is a great band name that I am not willing to use. <laughs> it's a bit much. It's a bit, um, so let's talk about much. something else. So Phil, why were you asking me? So I did a gig too. Oh, sorry. Why were you asking me? If I take my own mic, well, I, I um, uh oh, what do you mean? Why am I asking you? I don't know. I why was, did you just, ask I that was just pointing out that you're that guy who brings his own mics. <laughs> I would always, if I was playing in bars, I would always. Everyone bring my own brings mic. their own mics when they play in bars. So you're that guy who doesn't bring his own mic and expects the bar to give him one. Actually, I they, do bring my own mic. I just told a whole story about bringing my own mic. Thank you very <laughs> once, much. Once. Okay, so so then you saying you're that guy makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. <laughs> I I sing with my mouth on the mic for Me a large. And so the thought of using a mic that a million other people have used is disgusting. So of course I take my own mic. It's okay. Gross. And it sounds like you agree with that. So why would you? Why did well, you now, think that was weird? Now that you put it that way, I I didn't. Okay. I'm, so I'm, I head I head sweat quite a bit, which means there's always sweat like running into my eyes. Oh yeah, I always wear a hat. And so then, I like so you. I have to touch foam. the mic to like know where it is. So you use the foam 
on the mic to like rub off the sweat on your head and you want to use foam i don't use foam on the mic foam on the mic yes there's foam inside it's like it's a cage look you put it it's a faraday cage play live cole what what is with all this hostility (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i'm sometimes i understand because you were acting as if I was the weird one, and it's sounding like it's actually the opposite of that. Surprise, I, surprise. I, the, the musical terrorist doesn't fit the mold. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't know all the rules. But but the annoying thing is, like, know all the like members of ISIS don't go up to, like, the vast majority of Muslims, and they're like, wait, you don't go, like, blow up buildings and stuff? Weird. They maybe I think oh, they so do you're do that, that guy who doesn't, like blow up trains like you're not real you're not real but then everyone else is like no you're the crazy one yeah the crazy people always think that everyone else is crazy yeah it's true all okay. right guys i got a i got something for you to guess i didn't put this in the top of the list the list of the top list at the top what wait we but that? we all need to talk about our shows no no oh so i played an open mic and there is a terrible comedian there oh it was <laughs> oh, so that's bad. great <laughs> it was so bad and i i kind of like felt bad for him and i think i feel like i was judging his jokes like but on a relative scale like compared to his other jokes and then i was like telling my wife some of them and she's like no that's not funny yeah yeah (laughs) uh that's also not funny (laughs) oh all right never mind so this dude's not funny chris sorry you're not funny i kind of want to hear him bad what was the jokes yeah no they're bad i can't tell them oh they're like inappropriate not even that they're just like yeah, they're they're, they're bad. I'll so tell you later. Dumb. One of them, like the premise, I still don't really understand the premise of this joke. That like one day they're gonna cure AIDS, but then it'll yes. become so, a fad. Then they'll start like an AIDS diet, and it'll be like, so. Oh, he yeah. was he's saying that like it's gonna be like the new cleanse, right? Because people who have AIDS lose weight. Okay, and so like, he's saying that once there's a cure for it. Oh, they'll like the people will, people AIDS will, and then will get AIDS later. on purpose so that they can lose weight and then just go and, then and get, get the, the cure. cure. Yeah. Hmm. And they'll call it the AIDS diet. It's not like it's not really it's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but like told properly. And, and like if he, you know, but like if you tell bit. it, if you tell it well and like, like frame it properly, it, it could terrible. be it could be like a commentary on, you know, like on yes, how on how unhealthy on diets and like how crazy we are. Yeah, that's exactly. true. That's true. But it wasn't. He was just like, it was like a three second joke. <laughs> He's like, hey, AIDS. It didn't land. My favorite part, and this this isn't entirely his fault because literally nobody was laughing at anything he said. And so it makes it makes it hard because a lot of times. You, you only... could argue that that is his fault also. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. But not like it. If if people are laughing, it makes like the transitions between jokes easier, right? Right. Because you can yes. let, you can let people slap. laugh, and then as the laughs die down, you can just naturally move to the next joke, right? Right. But yeah, he a lot of his jokes, he was just like, uh, "Hey okay, guys, let's move AIDS. on to the next one." Like he would literally <laughs> he, say that. one time he literally said, "All right, switching gears now." <laughs> yeah, switching gears now. <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh, okay, good. I'm glad we're switching gears because." The gear that we were just in, I didn't like. And so, <laughs> I was not a fan of that gear. Hopefully, also not gear. also not a fan of the new gear. It's like, but, hopefully, the new you know. gear will be you telling good jokes that are funny. But <laughs> nope, it was not. Anyway, switching gears now. It's um, crazy. I have, but I guess it's like oh, an open right, mic. Work. Like, yep. 
he's he must have watched comedians who are good. Uh huh. <laughs> and I guess it's I'm like sure. when you go to an open mic and there's someone who's completely tone deaf or has no rhythm and is just like, you can't right, even right. reproduce like anything resembling yeah. the original music that you're you know yeah. covering. It's like that, but comedy form. Yeah. And like he doesn't understand what makes the comedy good. You know, I was talking to him afterwards, and he kept trying to get me to do a comedy set. He's like, "Dude, all you need is like, it's usually like five minutes, so that's just like fifteen jokes. Just like write fifteen jokes, and then it's like okay, just like start three with jokes, one of those joke three books. jokes a minute bookstore. Pick yeah. up one of those ninety nine joke books, <laughs> and it's like, yep. dude, you are not the evangelist for getting new people to start stand up comedy. Yeah. Like you're the exact opposite. You're also not the person I'm going to turn to for advice on how to do it well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so here's what we got. Ready? It's a I'm pedal. Ready. Six knobs. Oh, we're doing two this foot second. switches. Yeah, we're doing this. Six knobs, two foot switches, one toggle, three way toggle. Two two foot switches. Two foot switches. Standard enclosure. It's a a wide enclosure. Oh, boo! A, a BB. Mm-hmm. It's also two effects in one box. Uh-oh. What's a BB? In, like the like the the wider one, like the double width, a standard double enclosure. Okay. Okay. Like like party animal turn sideways. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the top you got input output and an expression pedal in. Oh. So here's here's the controls you got. You got two level controls. One level is the output level of the fuzz. The other is the output level of the modulation. You also have a fuzz knob, which is the amount of fuzz. And then you also have rate and depth for the modulation, um, the rate of which can be controlled by expression. You also have a knob for octave. Octave, to if you turn it to the left, you get an octave down. If you turn it to the right, you get an octave up. In the middle, there's no octave. Octave is off. All right? You have one foot switch for fuzz on and off. You have one foot switch for mod on and off. Are you with me? What kind of modulation is it? I'm going to tell you that. Okay. The three-way toggle switches between rotary, vibe, and wah. Man, I swear um, this I swear I've seen this pedal before. Yes. So off is and then you have wah um, you can do an Ottawa or a harmonic wah. Canada, like a formant. Yeah, I'm sure. Talk box type thing. Uh huh. Um, and I believe that the fuzz is like a classic type of fuzz face sound. So there's no tone controls, but you do have the modulation. Um, and it's believe it's after the fuzz so you got the vibe you got the wah you got the rotary um you got the fuzz and you can turn either one on and off independently how do you feel about this pedal that sounds pretty cool 
Okay, how cool? Man, what is it? I, I swear there was like either an electroharmonics or maybe an Earthquaker pedal that was just like that. Phil, how do you feel about this pedal? Um, I want your opinion on this. Why? Because I just do. I want you <laughs> to contribute it, to this conversation. It sounds like the Monterey. <laughs> uh, uh, Keeley Monterey. Okay. But it's a. I don't think that the Keeley Monterey has six knobs. I don't okay. remember. And I really want to Google it, but I'm not going to because that would be <laughs> against the rules. Cheating. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm not Googling anything. Uh-huh. Um, so it sounds like somebody's ripping off Robert Keeley is what it sounds like. Okay. Or it is the Interesting. Keeley. But it's not like, I mean, they're not. That was a joke because it was like. Yeah. It's the whole like thing the is. The Jimi Hendrix pedal. <laughs> right. I would Why expect the modulation to be before the fuzz, though. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look at that part. Okay, so, Aaron, what why are you giggling? It, but you're Aaron? probably right. What? What color is it? What color is it? I can't tell you what color it is. It's oh. blue. It's the freaking Monterey. It's blue, and it has, like, flowers and hearts on it. <laughs> why did you do this to us? <laughs> I was trying to get you to say that you wanted it so that I could say, then why did you sell it? <laughs> <laughs> Here, but here's the, here's the thing. The second you said... I I know no. when I said Phil I no. what do you think I gave it No away. no no that's oh. that's not it early on okay. I the reason I stopped asking questions is because when you said uh-huh. and one side is the fuzz and I was like I'm out I'm not interested in this <laughs> that was instantly <laughs> that was honestly what happened in my in my head You don't like fuzz It's not that I don't like fuzz it's that I don't like the idea of a fuzz and a fuzz, a fuzz and pedal You know what I okay. mean Okay Yeah what yeah. about even it's, if they're independent, it's though? a fuzz and an octave thing. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I don't want that. I don't, I don't know why. I'm not interested okay. in anything that is fuzz and something else. And then I don't when disagree I, with that. I that's what I was gonna say. I kind of feel the same way. But I mean, a lot some of times fuzz. I never really thought about it. A lot of times, a fuzz isn't great in those types of pedals. I'm sure this fuzz is good. Um, I, ha- I have in my possession right now the what is it? The loomer and the fuzz in that is really cool, but it's a different fuzz. So who knows? Yeah. So, but I mean, Keeley is does that, really good. Is that like really two hundred and twenty bucks? No, You're such a jerk. It's for trying to much, trick me. <laughs> it's funny. How and much failing. do you think it cost? It's two hundred ninety nine dollars, which is also Holy kind of a crap. lot. That is a lot. It's kind of a lot for a fuzz, and I would think two forty nine is like the tops that I would. Yeah. think that would be worth like no. so where did you get the monterey i mean i'm sure we've talked about this but that's the one you won at the taco party last year right correct okay did you ever play with it at all oh yeah how did you like, like the other side the non-fuzz side did you like mess with it yeah but it was like um and it you know it sounded cool but you hated the idea of it so it didn't matter how good it sounded more like I love the idea of selling it. Okay. Like, you know I mean, I'm I mean? not, I'm not trying to critique you. I'm just wondering. Cause like I kind of did the same thing with the womb tone. Like once I decided I was going to sell it, I didn't really spend much time messing with it. Right. But that. you played it and you were like, I really like this. 
Yeah, exactly. I just don't like it enough to keep it. Right. And then Especially once, because I, you had the but once other I made that change, then I was like, nah, I didn't, I wasn't as invested in learning how it worked or like digging into it. Yeah, yeah especially see, after I got the Apollo, then I really didn't want two phasers. Right. But honestly, like those combo pedals, part of the problem for me, especially with a fuzz and a modulation, is like you don't always necessarily want those effects right next to each other in your chain. Right. Yes. Totally. Right. But they have. To I think be. the thing with that with that one though, like this one and the Loomer, and um, there's another one, the Dark Side. I feel like those are all really good at doing a specific thing in one box. So if you want to sound like Jimi Hendrix, the Monterey is like perfect. Well, because it yeah, has and- the, both of those things. If you want to do the Pink Floyd thing, then you have the Muff and the Delay in one. So like the Dark Side makes sense. So like. I, I think if you think about them as a single effect, then makes it makes sense. more sense. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the Monterey's not really like a fuzz and a mod. It's more like a mod fuzz, you know? A modulated fuzz. Yeah, it just happens to have two options that you can turn one or the other yeah. off. It, um, another example is the... Um, it's the Soul Food and the Pog? Yeah, the Soul what, Pog. Yeah. Oh, the Soul, Soul Pog. Pog. Didn't Clint have one of those? Yeah. Like... Does he still have it? I don't know. I, I feel like he, he might not sell things sale. very often. Oh, does he? Did he? Yeah. He sells stuff quite a bit. Oh, he has you sell things for him sometimes, so. Just guitars. <laughs> like locally, I guess. Yeah, oh, he's, okay. he, he sells stuff a lot. He actually just got a Variax, a James Tyler Variax guitar. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, he does, does he a lot have, of uh, stuff like that. Helix? Hmm. And he has a 65 Twin Reverb, too, that he just got. Enormous. <laughs> part of the part of I the like problem that. with those dual pedals, and I feel bad bringing this one up because I like the pedal. But if you use a switcher, so mm. like the Pelotar, the Germanium Pelotar, that that yeah. was that limited release at the end at, on Black Friday last year. Like, there's not a great way to use that with a switcher because right. You you know you'd turn that loop on and then you'd also have to turn on or off one of the other one or the other and yeah I don't know or it, like yeah the slate is the same way so the new the newer Keeley like double pedals have fixed that because each of the so the input and output they become if you put a TRS jack yeah, in it like they have an effect you can use both well no you can use the input and output both become like input outputs oh, okay. yeah yeah hmm. so you can split it and you can use you can put one for each effect like into your switcher. But at that point it's like So it only has two jacks, but you can still split the effects if you want to. But at that point, just mm. get like you know, if it's a fuzz and a modulation, just like get a fuzz and a modulation that you like, you know. Right, yeah. I mean it doesn't like it's kind well, of Well, I guess the other thing is most of them are like so the the one that I'm thinking specifically is the DNM drive, which is like the whole idea is that you stack them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I it all, all of those pedals, I guess they have their place. Com- companies wouldn't keep making them if they didn't like. Yeah, people love them. If yeah, if people didn't like them, but and I and I'm I can't think of a situation where I'd be like, oh, I really want these two pedal. Like I wish these two pedals were in one enclosure. Right. But I guess it. 
I, it it has to happen enough. I feel for, like they're going they're going for it. a different group of people though than like the big pedal board guys. And these are so like especially the the um, the Monterey. It seems like this is for a guy who usually just goes plugs straight into his Marshall or that's true. You know, someone it's a who one pedal you're plugs right. straight in and like they don't want to mess with a ton of pedals, but they'll play with one. So mm-hmm. this one does everything they need to do in but one box. Still, that's what I was gonna say too. Like it. It makes sense for a guy who only has like three pedals, you know. But right. then you see them on these enormous boards too, and part of that's yeah. just like that's because they just wanted weird. to have the cool pedals and stuff. Right? So there's, yeah, that obviously factors into it. But if that's the case, if it's for the if it's if the if they're thinking the cons- the consumer is it's there's a person out there who just wants one pedal, mm-hmm. then why aren't companies making tuner and overdrive pedals? <laughs> <laughs> like it seems like that would sell, right? Hmm. Like, it is weird that that nobody incorporates tuners into more things, though. Like I know like, that the Schnobel guy does yeah. the tuner inside. Yeah, the that that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count because I'm sure the only people he's selling to are people that have massive boards. Yeah, right. There's, there's nobody who just expensive. wants that one thing. Right. Exactly. Like well, because you have to pay. You're nobody... paying for the volume pedal and the tuner and the act of putting them together. So it's like. But usually, when you combine things, you pay less. But this, you're actually yeah. paying more. Yeah, like it's weird than that you nobody would for them makes, individually. It, it's weird that nobody makes a, a volume pedal with a tuner built into it from the factory. You know, right? JHS was talking about it for a while. The seesaw, but I don't think that never came around. Yeah. So here's the one last thing I want to say about the Keeley stuff, and it's true of electroharmonics as well. Is that so? Like the Solpog, and the Monterey, and the Dark Side, is that. Most of those, all those effects also exist like individually. So you do have the option, I guess. Like if you don't want the Monterey, you could still get that fuzz and that mod separately if you wanted to. So I, I think it's cool that they like have the option it's more to go either way. Right? So that's the, to that's get them like the individually. of getting the dual pedal is that it's cheaper than buying both individually. I, I would assume, but 300 bucks. It's a lot of money. Probably. Right? It'd probably cost you like closer to 400 if you got both separately it's hard now, to say some of keely's pedals are really inexpensive that's yeah now i'm wondering like well, relatively okay i would say what is the like the most widely circulated circuit and i would say tube screamer right no I'm it's sure gotta be too fuzz, tube. fuzz so? face maybe okay i would so say it's either tube screamer fuzzes are so much fuzz easier, face Okay, but okay, so either yeah, one of those so two one, probably. One, yeah, something something some dirt pedal, right? So like why is it that somebody isn't making a tuner and that? Didn't you just say that? Yes, and it's bugging me because oh. it seems like it's like a normal like that seems like a very reasonable people like, I think people fuzz change, and modulation people constantly like, change their dirt pedals, so nobody like you only have one tuner on your board because you only need one, and so you wouldn't want to be locked into having this same dirt pedal. Yeah, if you ever want I know, to get but rid of it. But we're talking about the dude who goes straight into his Marshall. No, I don't. And he's think, like, oh. I think that dude it, it doesn't exist as much as he used to. Oh, I think it makes more sense to put it into something like a volume pedal that you can. Where they're have both one utility things, or a wah pedal. Yeah, wah. <laughs> Or just I like should write, I should write the dude and ask him, "Hey, so 
what if I sent you a wah pedal? Could you put a tuner in? Do you remember like back in the early 2000s when like all the pop punk and punk kids were like doing rack effects? I remember this kid yeah. had a rack tuner. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? It was so unnecessary. My boss just got uh, a Helix, like the main, uh-huh. you know, like a... The rack or the floor? Just the normal Helix floor. Mm-hmm. and But he used to have an Axe FX too that was rack mounted, and he had a wireless rack unit yeah yeah and uh-huh. he had like his power you know power distribution and everything right and he got the helix and he's like yeah but i think i'm just gonna keep s- still using the rack because it has the wireless and the power distribution <laughs> so he's gonna have this four rack unit thing that he carries around just for the just for his wireless. tuner yeah uh, why yeah i, mean, I wonder if whatever. rack stuff will make a comeback people have been talking about that for years but I haven't. I feel like if it does, then it's going to be in a different form. I feel like it might be like the 500 series type stuff. Like JHS did those ones, you know, it's not Euro rack exactly, but it's the like studio racks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause they're a little bit smaller and you, you could carry like one rack size thing that would be like, maybe have two slim things in it, you know, and you could put like maybe seven or eight different effects in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't in know. a different I shape. People like the form factor of pedal boards, I think. Well, the it problem with the rack is that you still have to either have some switching thing yeah, to exactly. do it. Or it's like, so you're not really, you're not I mean, you're protecting yourself. things, I guess. And it, like, it makes sense for like these big touring acts. And then they have someone to switch it for them. Or they just have like some, you know, switcher board on the floor. But because it's easy setup and tear down but yeah for most people i don't think it really makes sense no i don't think it does either because especially like given how often people change things in and out yeah like a lot of us anyway that's a bigger pain in a rack unit yeah so aaron yeah what is what is shibboleth let's get mean? back oh are we gonna talk about that let's save that one for next time <laughs> I think because I want to talk about I think I want to talk about limited release gear instead because I think it fits more with what we're talking about. So have you ever bought or would you ever buy like I mean, I guess so this is I'm asking this question kind of knowing it. But what's the deal with limited release gear? So like limited editions of things. Do you do you care about that? Does it make you more likely to buy things? Um, There's a couple of examples recently that I can think of. So one is like the Matthews effect stuff. Um and then some other things. So like the Germanium Pelotar that you have. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, like you're more likely to buy stuff if it's limited or less likely or what? And why? I'm, I don't think I'm more likely to buy something if it's limited. Maybe. I don't know. Like the Germanium Pelotar. I wanted one of those, even though I didn't right. really need it. Okay. And part of it's just because I like Pelican stuff, and I and and so yeah, I think maybe part of it was because it was limited. Um, maybe that like, not that you bought it because it was limited, but the fact that it was limited, like it made me buy it quicker. Exactly. Yeah, you kind of had an incentive to buy it yeah. when you might have waited otherwise. And then there's things so like Matthews did this pedal called the Father, which has. Uh, both the cosmonaut and the mm. astronomer. Yeah, it has two astronomer and the astronomer algorithm. It has a three. Yeah. It has like 
the and two the reverb al- algorithms and then the gold one. Um, and it was only $140. So that one. Do you have yours yet? Yeah, I got mine like right after. I got mine. Oh, because you got the original, the first 10 or whatever. Yeah. And so it that one was like a no brainer um, just because of the value of it. I didn't have any Matthews reverbs either. Mm. And so having all of them for 140 bucks, that made sense, you know? Um, yeah. And then he re-released, he had a pedal called the pocket drive uh-huh. and he kind of did this limited release of it that he called the ruffian and the first X number of people to order it get to customize the artwork. So it's going to have a wood topper on it. That'll be laser cut. Um, and I was actually the first person to order. So I'm going to get serial number one of that one too. Which oh, nice. Kind of, I know that's like completely meaningless, but that's apparently crazy, I wouldn't have guessed, but apparently that's something I care about. Cause I got the, I got serial number <laughs> one of the 50, 50 as well. And like, uh, uh-huh. that's a cool thing to me, even though again, I know it's, it's pointless. It's um, meaningless, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, like it's kind of a fun, especially if it's a pedal that I know I'm going to hang on to forever, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, this ruffian, I did, I spent like way too long working on the artwork for it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty excited for it. I don't know if I'm going to like reveal what it is before I actually get the pedal or not, but. Yeah, reveal it. I wonder about limited edition stuff because I feel like it doesn't mean anything, but then it also like feels kind of cool. So like people like Healy. Um, I know Walrus does this a lot, um, and some other people where they'll put out like limited edition finishes of their the same pedals. Yeah. So like a lot of people for Black Friday. So Walrus does this for Black Friday. They always put out like a Black Friday edition of a handful of pedals. Um, or Keely or just put out like is the green D and M drive. The uh, um, the Iron Horse. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They always do a Halloween. Oh right, right. Yeah, they would do the Halloween one. Halloween Iron Horse. Which was cool. Yeah. Um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, so Solid Gold does this thing where they they do it kind of all the time. They're always releasing. So they change the color of their pedals a lot, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so, like, whatever you whenever you order it, you basically, like, whatever color they are doing at that time. You, so eat everything. It's always limited run, even though it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. Oh. The only difference is the finish, but... I think Old that's kind of fun seems to do that too. I mean, it seems like they have like a set color. Yeah. They're always doing like now all of our pedals are blue. Right. All even, our pedals are red. Like Matthews does that quite a bit too. Oh yeah. Like I have the Gatsby architect and I, part of the reason that I bought it is because it's limited, I guess. Yeah. Not because it's limited, but because it's different. Yeah. And there's a, like the fact that there's only so many doesn't bother me, but yeah. But the fact that it's different from the normal is cool. Yeah. Oh, and now I'm now I'm remembering <laughs> Walrus the um the Voyager mm-hmm. back when I was like searching for the best deal I could find on a, uh-huh. on a Voyager like a year or two ago. Every but every guy I messaged, I was like, I was like, uh, I'll give you ninety, right? And then they'd come back and they go, um, this it's one's limited, limited edition, edition. Yeah. artwork. <laughs> so there's yeah, no they're way all I'm limited go for edition. If yeah, exactly. They all limited, are. Then nothing is limited. Right. Yeah. So it's like I mean they're all they are limited one, but it doesn't matter because there's yeah, so many limited make, edition. Yeah. If they had only but done every one limited time. edition that would be different. Yeah. Well, all of the if, editions are limited, but there are many editions. Yeah. <laughs> but but also like that would have to be like 
more popular than like the fact that it is if if it were the case that it was right. less than the other ones but it was it needs uh, like, to be the right limited edition thing yeah yeah, but yeah it was like, like rarity, every single guy rarity does no. not inherently increase value something's <laughs> right. rare just because they didn't make very many and nobody really wants them you know right right but every single guy Every single guy. Um, this is limited edition artwork, so there's no way I'm letting it go for that low of a price. The ones that they did that were cool, Whatever, I dude. thought, were the ones that were like the black background and then the um, the screen print was kind of like a rainbow thing. Did you see those? Yes. Yeah. So they, it looked like when you're a kid and you like... Those color things. Do crayon and then like yeah. paint over it and then scratch it out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those it were cool. Like, yeah. I liked those. Um Anyway, I think ultimately I don't care about limited edition stuff that much. And I think I tend to shy away from it because it's harder to find used at a decent price than like regular edition stuff. Yeah. So unless there's something like special about it that I super want, I won't go for it. But like I'm really sad that I didn't get the blacked out Keeley compressor because I think it looks really cool. They keep it making does. those though, don't they? They yeah, there's some more on the website. They're just normal price now. They've been making like oh, custom were they shop on Black Friday. They were ninety nine bucks, I think, oh, for a okay. while. Which is what I got my comp for originally too. When those first came out, they were ninety nine. But yeah, it was like a Black Friday edition first. Yeah, yeah. And they just kept making them. So I don't know. I mean, I guess with pedals it doesn't matter. But like, what about? guitars would you care about with a guitar i think i would only care if i like the guitar yeah i feel like it's an add-on like having limited edition is cool but it, it would never that's never the reason why i would buy something i think yeah me too i it never <laughs> yeah never like i have clint's <laughs> shigeharu right now and it's this orange glitter thing yeah. And it looks freaking and cool. Awesome and because it's awesome. I think that's what it comes down to is like a yeah. lot of times limited editions appeal to you, not because they're limited, but because like the generic one is sort of standard to appeal to a wider audience. Right. Right. And then sometimes Did you say a, limited a, edition a whiter audience. What's that? White, a whiter audience. Uh, it it <laughs> yeah, appeals exactly. to a whiter audience. <laughs> <laughs> and it's boring. It's boring. So white people are more likely to like, right. It. Exactly. But like then some limited stuff you hate, but some of it you love just because a lot of right. times it it's is more specific to appeal to a, a, a more narrow audience, you know? Yeah, that makes sense too. Cause there is some I've, limited stuff that I do not like the look of, you know, pedals. What about like, so like a lot of pedals they'll do like the limited edition will also have like some components tweaked or something. So it's not the same. Does that matter? I guess if you like the sound more, but yeah. it seems a lot of times that's so subtle that it doesn't really make much of a difference. So like you have the, well, I guess that's hard because you haven't played both, but like the, your spruce effects that we oh, got yeah. um, has the, the mullard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that would be such a subtle. Yeah. It's such a subtle difference that I'm not too worried about. It. And even my, Pel my Pelotar has the same, uh, I don't know if it's the transistors that are in it, but it's basically the same as the Chrome Pelotars. Okay. Which are slightly different from the normal ones, but 
I probably can't. Wait, you have the Chrome one, or yours just has the circuit of the Chrome? Mine has a So they made, he bought enough to make 11, but he only made 10 Chrome ones, and so then he used okay. it. Because my yeah. Pelotar is a one-off. Yeah. Because he was trying a new. It's a limited edition one-off. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to do like a surf, like a seafoam green, and uh, okay. it didn't turn out. It turned out being kind of bluish green and he didn't really like the look of it and so yeah it ended up just being a one-off and he messaged me and was like hey do you want to buy this this and idiot can have it so apparently <laughs> apparently limited editions do appeal to me more than i would have thought <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's different if you like if you know the person so like we right. have a relationship with with leon so that's like a thing that i don't know yeah. it feels cool because like, like my friend made this for me yeah, and it says Cold Duke edition on it. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely and it's and that's pretty, different. That's and different. it's a wise business practice on their part because there's no way I'm ever going to sell that pedal, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even if I wanted to. So that is one less pedal that'll be on the used market. You know, <laughs> one fewer pedals. Just kidding. That's what I said. Is it one fewer? It is. Yeah. It is one fewer. Yeah. Yes. One, one fewer pedal. One fewer pedal. One fewer. <laughs> Mine, mine that sounds pedal. weird because it's one fewer pedals. Is what I'm pretty you would sure say. It's fewer. One fewer pedal. Yeah. No, you'd say <laughs> one fewer pedal because you're referring to the one. The pedal. No, you're referring to the you're referring to the number of pedals on the market. Is now one fewer. I don't know. Like if you have ten pedals, teacher if you have ten pedals and I have nine, I have one fewer pedals. I don't think so. I think you have one fewer pedal. I have one pedal fewer. Two fewer pedals. Two fewer. I don't know. I don't Guys, write in. Write in. Call <laughs> into the voicemail line. Maybe it's one less pedal. Guys, some of you don't know this, but uh, we have a Facebook group. So. If you're it. listening to this and you're not part of the Facebook group, please join it. And, and I apologize between, in advance. And you're between the ages of what, 25 <laughs> and 45? Because that's like the only people who use Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah. So join us there. Join us on Patreon. Give us your oh, money, sucker. Yeah. Join us on Patri- Patreon for the for the price of two cups of purpose. coffee a month. <laughs> you can give us ten dollars a month, depending on how much you spend on coffee. Oh, that was this joke that I saw too. This guy, it's kind of funny. He's like, I used to support this kid in like South America. And then I saw this commercial and realized that for that amount of money, I could get a cup of coffee every day. <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that, oh, who, yeah. Whoever told that joke, your uh, AIDS guy needs to. Take some lessons needs to, he needs to have him punch up his jokes a little bit. Rip it off like a band aid. Your AIDS guy. I like that he's he's now Aaron's AIDS guy. <laughs> yeah, I got an AIDS guy. That's my guy. My, my AIDS, AIDS guy. guy. Let me talk my to my AIDS, AIDS guy about that. My AIDS friend. <laughs> hey guys. Anyway, thanks for friendship. This has been a good app, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Gabrielle Tenorio String Company. Thanks to Sinusoid. Thanks to our Patreons. Patrons? Patrons. Thanks Patreon. to Cole. Patreon. Thanks to Phil. Thanks, Thanks to me. Aaron. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. And for uh, Phil Eisenhower and Aaron Abubo, I'm Cole Duke. Thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.